The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. You're who I, I strive to be like all in your own ways with, um, with work, with the kids, with balancing everything and keeping, you know, them reedy boys under control as much as we can. But I'm Lauren. And I'm Scott. And we're the Reedies. That's right. Reedy spelled ready. It's a pun. One I've heard my entire life. So much so that we've decided to make it a thing. Ready, ready or, or not. not. On this podcast, we'll share our journey to becoming adoptive parents while also running a business together. It may not be easy, but you can bet we're ready or not. And welcome to Ready or Not, a podcast about growing your family and your business. We are back in our studio this week. No, we're not. Well, kind of back in our studio. This week, we're recording this intro in our real studio in the office. But we actually sat down and talked to all the sisters for our family vacation. So we're having a sister takeover. Yes, a follow-up to our brother's takeover is all the sister-in-laws, all the women who have been willing to marry or date the Reedy boys. That's quite a feat. Yes, yes. We'll see what they have to say. So they're going to talk about motherhood, but we wanted to get on here first to quickly say thank you to all of our listeners who sent us feedback and comments on our What Keeps You Up at Night episode. It has definitely been the most talked about thing, both in person and over email of anything we've talked about so far. A lot of focus on that education equity piece that I said kept me up at night. And I really appreciate everyone's feedback, everyone's thoughts on it. It was interesting, a mixed bag. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I also want to say that we just spent the last weekend in Chattanooga at Moon River Festival. Yes, we got Max in the car. We drove all the way over to Chattanooga. We did some uh, touristy things. And then we also did the Moon River Music Festival with Max the whole time. So it was great. It was awesome. It was very kid friendly. I got to give a shout out to Drew and Ellie Holcomb. You know, we kind of look up to them because they run a business together, so to speak. They're both musicians. So perhaps their um, business is a little bit more entertaining and fun than ours, although ours is plenty fun. But I really appreciated seeing all the families at a music festival. You don't usually see that. Yeah, there was a splash pad. There were kids everywhere. Uh, I mean, Max was like high-fiving other kids and high-fiving other people. And it was just a very, very family-friendly environment for a music festival. We had a great time. So shout out to Drew and Ellie Holcomb. We'd love to get them on this podcast someday as guests and to tell us about what it's like to travel with kids and run a business with kids. Um, But anyway, we're going to dive right in and listen into this conversation with the sisters. Hello and welcome to Ready or Not, a podcast about growing your family and your business at the same time. And last week, you heard the guys take over the show. So this week, I've got the Reedy ladies in the house. Say hello. 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 Hi. Hey. Okay, so for those of you who listened last week, none of the guys talked over each other, which was pretty incredible. I don't believe it. I I honestly don't. Can you make them do that all the time? I trained them somehow. (laughs) I told them it was really going to be hard for me to edit the podcast if they talked over themselves. So they like took turns like civilized humans. Can you pretend that we're always doing a podcast? Because I think that sounds like a plan. Anyway, so what I want to do to start things out. So these are all the the ladies who've joined the family in one way or another. (laughs) Um, You're welcome, by the way. I was the first. I sort of paved the way for you all. But I want you to go around, introduce yourselves, tell everybody how old you are um, and where you are in your motherhood journey. My name is Jessie Wyberney. I'm Joe's girlfriend. 
And you have a beautiful baby. I have a beautiful baby girl <laughs> named Penny. She is three months old, and I am 34. And yeah, she was a, a surprise bundle. Bundle of joy. Yeah. So I'm Mary. I am 26. Uh, married Danny th- about three years ago. Um, kind of been involved with the Reedy family for about eight years. So <laughs> been involved. Been involved. <laughs> been around. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice uh, way to put it. Two to come in. Yes, yes. So Lauren paved the way, and then I was. Uh, I you had fun at our the, wedding. Uh, let's not go down that memory lane. <laughs> memory? What? Uh, memory? What memory? Sarah, <laughs> tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm 39, married to Bob, the oldest, and I'm currently 24 weeks pregnant. What? With a boy, another Bob. Another Bob, which he gave us permission in the podcast to call him Bobbert. Yes. Oh, sweet. I know. So Wait, forever? He anti that. Okay. He said he, he was, was anti. anti that, and then he said it's grown on him. Yeah, so. he didn't like it when he was a kid, but. Hey, whatever. So my first question for all of you, and actually, this will be interesting. Jess wasn't, you weren't there yet when this all happened. So, but you have gotten to watch Max grow up and then know that Max was going, your daughter was going to be at that same place, which is crazy. But um, let's go back to, you know, Scott and I struggled with infertility and we had a hard time getting pregnant, didn't get pregnant, had two failed adoptions. So we were like, just throwing things your way. And then finally we called you and said, we're leaving tomorrow. So what was it like to get that news as uh, we're going to be ants? I cried. I think Mary cries at everything, but, <laughs> but yes, I got emotional. We're so excited for you. I mean, it was kind of hard to believe, like, is this going to go through? And then just kind of everything you went through that following month, you know, with the not knowing if you were for sure, like just the struggles you went through leading yeah. up to it. And then after it not knowing it was we were all i was really worried for you but really excited at the same time same (laughs) (laughs) what about you mary one of the things danny said that i thought was really funny is he said you know when when you have a traditional pregnancy and and a child comes into the world there's like a hospital at least a waiting room to sit in where you're like okay i know that something's happening and all he could do was sit at his desk and read an email like yeah The text was blowing up that day. Mine stopped working. So like, and I was, yeah, in Dubuque for work and I just stopped getting updates. So I started, like I called Danny and I was like, what's happening? Then we got the pictures that came through, but I, yeah, it was just a lot in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Because going back to, you know, the first failed adoption, I remember us just feeling, of course, sadness, but all we knew was that, oh my gosh, you guys want to adopt and that we were going to start this journey with you. So that was exciting, but... Yeah, that uncertainty was hard, and it was hard not to just open your heart right away. Like, you see those pictures, and we, yeah. were, we were all in. We couldn't wait to meet him. Yeah. I know, and he's adorable. But Jess, so Jess came into the picture uh, like a year ago this month. That's crazy. And, well, at least that's when you, yeah, we, we met, met you. you. Scott yeah. and I met you, and Max met you. Um, and then the first memory I have is Christmas, when you were pretty far along. Right? Yeah, you were Five far months. enough along that yeah. we everybody knew. Yeah. And <laughs> and you were looking at Max going, Oh my god, a year from now I'm gonna have this. So what was that like for you? Um, it was interesting just in the sense that so our daughter was due exactly one year to like from our first date. So a lot happened in a year. And so when we met you guys at Bob and Sarah's wedding, I think Max was, what, three or four months? He was the same age as Penny. Yeah. And so it was, 
I, I, at that point, would, like my friends that had, had kids, I was like, okay, you know, like that's great, that's wonderful. But I was still in the single, un, you know, not married, career mode. Like I enjoyed children, but I wasn't going down that path. So I enjoyed Max and I enjoyed getting to know him and like hold him and stuff. And I think that he's such a easy going child so that was a nice transition for someone like me who hasn't been around kids a lot Same. and I have to say by, yeah, by the time Christmas rolled around I had a few girlfriends who had had kids but no one to really reach out to or ask questions about it and I was very appreciative of um, Scott and your inti- like advice on what it would be like once she arrived I think that that was a huge help to both of us because it is kind of it, when it's especially when it's a surprise yeah. it's uh, you know, there's. It's one thing if you've been planning it for a long time and you know it's coming, and it's a, a whole other situation when you just go in for a health checkup and they're like, "Hey, you're pregnant." And you're like, "Oh, all right, this is cool. Oh. <laughs> so we're doing this now." Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. So that's a great transition though into this next part because it's so interesting. Everyone sitting around the table has a different story of like how they got to motherhood or where they are in that journey to motherhood. So as everybody knows from our podcasts in the past, the infertility and the adoption and all that, Jess, somewhat unexpected. In fact, you just touched on it. So you just went to the doctor for a checkup and the doctor was like, actually. Yeah, it had like a head cold that I could not get rid of. I just came back from traveling for work and I went in just for my annual exam and I was going to go for the head cold like, a day later, and they were they were just like, so we can't renew your birth control because you're pregnant. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> that, that shifts things a little bit, but yeah. So I what mean, was your first? Sounds thought. like worked anyway. My first thought was, how? And <laughs> yeah. my second thought was, okay, What's now I have to discuss this with Joe. And I just politely left, and then drove home and cried a little bit, like yeah. happy, scared, excited, right. terrified, like every, I think the, just the spectrum of the emotions, yeah, that you can go through, and, and then Joe called me, and, or he actually texted me, and was like, asked me, like, he jokingly said, you know, how was your appointment, I was like, good, everything's fine, he's like, you pregnant, and I was like, everything's fine, he's like, that's not a no, <laughs> and he was like, don't make me text this over, like, don't let yeah. me tell you this over text, and then he drove over, and we discussed it, and the rest is history. Yeah. Well, Joe said he's always wanted to be a dad. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how that news comes. He was so excited. And he knew we would be excited. And we are so thrilled because she is absolutely worth it, right? I she, mean, yeah, absolutely. God, you just look at her smiling at you and you're like, okay, done. <laughs> and I was just kind of a different... That wasn't really... For me, it was... If kids happen, that's wonderful. Right. But it wasn't ever anything that I had planned out in my life. I, From the time I graduated like college until now it's been more focused on trying to to get student loans paid back and and have a career and hopefully meet the right guy it didn't i didn't know that those <laughs> things would come so quickly right to get like it one right after boom, yeah boom, boom, one boom, right boom. after the other so boom, boom, boom. well you hit the jackpot for family just saying. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> it's been it's been pretty great well, you're doing great congratulations we absolutely love her she's a great addition to the family and so are you mary let's talk about you you said you were 26 and i went mm-hmm. no mary's 26 <laughs> doesn't that, seem that doesn't seem like wait do i seem older or younger yes. older okay. older i'm like no you're not 26 i am I'm so you're 26 mm-hmm. freshly 26 freshly, as of a couple that's right th- august 15th 
we gave you a shout out on that podcast. I, I listen. So everybody always asks you, when are you having kids? So when are you having kids, Mary? Thanks for uh, putting that <laughs> putting that out there, Lord. Um, <laughs> Just don't. First time you've heard that. <laughs> yeah, Lori will listen. So <laughs> that's Scott's mom for anyone. Who's listening. asked you the most? No, but I think it's it's one of those. As soon as you get married, people that's what people ask. It's like the next day they're like, okay, so when are you having kids? Mm-hmm. And anything from you know, Lauren, the the journey that you and Scott have been on. I've learned not to ask people that question because maybe, you know, you're trying to have kids or maybe um, people want to go down the foster route or the adoption route or whatever else. And so I've (laughs) become more sensitive to that question. We're I mean, we want to have kids. We've been very open about that. We're just not in the uh in the right now. Yeah, um, you're 26. Yeah. You've got and plenty of time. we forget that because we started dating when I was 18, like newly 18. So we're we're young and I think we're saying the next like two or three years or something along those lines. But you're double income, no kids. Enjoy it. I know. Mm-hmm. Remember those days? <laughs> Living that life. So, and- but here's the thing that I always said too before we had got Max, had Max, got Max, however you say it. <laughs> um, you're a godmother to Max mm-hmm. and you have a lot of other you are mother-like in a lot of other ways. Talk about that relationship that you are excited to build with Max as he starts to understand his faith and those kinds of things. Well, I, I like to say that maybe it means that I'm the favorite aunt. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, but I know that Shannon's also a godmother. So, um, But I think it's it's a little different of a relationship, just knowing that we're, we have almost a, a little bit of that responsibility when it does come to um, faith. And Danny and I are Catholic and somewhat go to mass and then we think of max and how we should probably be a good examples and and so do sounds like catholic guilt guys yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. it it. stays with you <laughs> um and it, it is hard though because he's you know you guys are nine hours away and we probably don't make enough of an effort to do the facetime thing and and the calling thing and um i love seeing that you know he he recognizes, recognizes Lori and and all that and he said Danny today what yeah, when oh, he, was yeah. Sleeping, he said Danny well, it was like a slurred Danny it's probably only something a mom could understand I'm but. I'm not gonna believe that nonetheless <laughs> you, you don't give into any of the pressure you all are great to just keep doing your thing and don't feel any with all these other children around in fact does it make you go wait let's hold the break a little longer because that's what I think and I have one so <laughs> it's it's a it's a mix because we love them so much and like love babysitting and love getting to see them in these kind of environments. But then we think about the freedom that we still have in that sense of we can just go somewhere for a weekend or we can, I don't know, do get drunk and want. watch Star Wars. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you can do that when you have a kid. It just sucks the next day. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's we feel good right now. Um the jokes get old after a while, you know, yeah. you try to like rub them off, like, you know, brush it off or whatever, but, um, it gets tiring, especially now that everyone else has kids. It, it gets a little more difficult. Um, but we love it and you know, and when you decide it'll be just great and it'll be in your time and no one else's. Yeah. That's what's so great about yeah, it. Yeah. Mic drop, except not cause these look expensive, but yeah, don't drop. <laughs> not dropping. You can drop your cell phones. It's fine. So Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, 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 a year ago, like when this podcast is published this week, you got married to Bob. Yeah. So t- for, let's let's go back to like Sarah's wish for family. Did you yeah. ever want to have kids? Then when did the discussion come into play with Bob? Yeah. I mean, I always thought I would have kids um, just growing up. That's kind of what people do. You grow up, you go to college, you get a job, you 
date a boy, you get married, you have kids. That's just kind of what you think your life's going to be. And then, um, so after college, I moved to Chicago and had a ton of fun for 10 years. And then I moved back to Iowa, to Des Moines, um, in 2012. And then I, I dated here and there, but at that point, you know, I'm 32. I have to do the math. We're just going to say 32. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> We're just going to say 32. <laughs> Feels right. Um, and then I met Bob in 2015. We actually met on an airplane. I know you mentioned that in an earlier podcast. Yeah, Southwest Airlines. Did a whole Southwest. So cool. Thanks for hooking me up there. We got some <laughs> free peanuts at our wedding. Um, but yeah, so it was just kind of, it all kind of fate. I don't know if people believe in that. I don't know if I believe in it. But something happened that Bob and I met in that airplane. And from there, I mean, at that point, I was... 35. Math is hard. Um, By the way, if you hear rattling in the background, it's because we're recording my dogs. in the kitchen and the dogs and the children are downstairs. There's like a lot happening. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so you met um, on an airplane. So met on an airplane. I was 35. So I'm older at this point. So, you know, that kind of feeling of, oh, I'm going to have kids is kind of like, well, it probably has to happen sooner than later. And I just met this guy. I really like him. I mean, we got married, like Lauren said, last year. And at that point, I was 38. And kind of clocks ticking kind of thing. And um, Bob had always said he didn't really want kids. Um, Even though we all thought he was going to be a great dad. Well, that's the thing is I saw him around kids and I knew that he would come around. So I was like, okay, (laughs) it's one of those things like at that point, I'm like, well, I really like Bob or I love Bob, I guess you can say that. (laughs) Um, And so it was, you know, it was kind of worth like, well, it was I like Bob enough to move on with him. And I guess if kids happen, they happen. If they don't, they don't. And I was okay with that. Um, so a week before, or a couple of weeks before we got married, we were at a football game. I think Bob might have told this story. Um, your version is probably way better. Yeah. So <laughs> you like painted this picture of you like leaning against a fence. We were leaning against a fence. That's correct. That's an accurate <laughs> part of the story. I don't know what else the story is, but that he told. But um, basically, we saw this little girl running around. He and, did not say that part. Yeah, we saw this little girl running around. He's like, "What do you think about kids?" I'm like. I could have kids. And he's like, yeah, I think I want kids. And that was kind of how it went down. So whatever he said, um, that's the accurate story. Um, okay. So at that point, that little girl. Yeah. So good thing we went to Ben's football game that weekend. But yeah, I mean, after that, you know, we obviously had our wedding and then we had planned a um, honeymoon to Bora Bora in January, which was amazing. If nobody's ever been there, I highly recommend it. Um, and you were like, I can't be pregnant because right. I've got to enjoy this. So like, you Once know, again, kind of clock sticking, getting older. Um, but, you know, all, a lot of my friends have struggled with infertility. I know Lauren has. I know a lot of people have. So at that point, you kind of know, well, we should probably start at least trying soon just to see if I can or can't, you know, how that goes. Um, so we tried for a few months after our honeymoon and um, I ended up um, getting, I traveled a lot for work. And so, um, just to time my cycle a little bit more, I tried the, um, ovulation tests and the first month that I tried those, uh, you got pregnant. got pregnant. So how you feeling? You're about to Good. Yeah. I mean, excited, mostly nervous a little, but you know, mostly excited, super excited to have two little cousins close in age, um, to Bobby. So Bobbert, whatever we're calling him now. <laughs> Bobbert for sure. New. Bobbert. I Bobbert. like Bobbert. I do too. I've always liked Bobbert, but I didn't think Bob did. I think so. Lori's the only one now that doesn't doesn't like Bobbert, but she'll call whatever. 
So, um, Jess, you just went back to work recently because Penny's three months old or however many weeks people translate that to. I'm terrible at math, so I just round up. So how did it feel to take your baby to daycare, which I call school because it sounds I do too. sophisticated. I always call it school. I, I call them her teachers because, I mean, they are. They're they are. teaching her during the day when I'm at work. Um, it was rough. The idea leading up to it gives you anxiety. Like when you get to where you're like, okay, I have one week before I have to go back. And then you start, you're not only thinking about the little bit of time you have left with her all day long. And part, it's it's weird because there's this underlying tone of like, you almost, you miss your your job. A lot of people do. It depends on how you feel about your job. But <laughs> you, miss your, you miss your job. You miss your coworkers. You miss that part of your life that you had before having a baby. But you also feel guilt, a little bit of guilt missing that. Right. And you also are trying to make the transition of putting your mind back in the mindset of going back to work and getting back to your job and, and having that routine. Uh, I thought it was very helpful to have Joe go with me. We went to daycare ahead of time. We met the the women that were going to be providing care for Penny and the fact that he works right across from our daycare and he goes over on lunch and feeds her bottles. I mean, that I know it's ridiculous, but it just sounds, it's, so it, it, it's adorable and it makes me feel so much better because I know halfway during the day, like she gets to have lunch with dad. Um, but it's, it's really good. Uh, I think that if you're comfortable with your daycare, it makes a huge difference because Honestly, she goes off to, as you call it, school, daycare in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I think about her throughout the day. And we have an app that gives us updates. And it's wonderful and sometimes pictures. But I never worry about her during the day. And that allows me to go back to having the career I had before having a kid and focus on that and enjoy it. Um, It definitely makes me more productive because now when I get home, I, A, I want to be home by 5, 530. And B, the work phone stays upstairs and the tablet is up in the office and I'm with Joe and I'm with Penny and I'm happy. Yeah, it's it's a crazy, if you were to tell yourself a year ago, like, this is how I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it and balance it and shut off at a certain time, would you be like, no? Oh, yeah. If somebody said I wouldn't be going, you know, I wouldn't be traveling as much and uh, that I wouldn't be sitting on my laptop at 8 o'clock at night, like, uh, fi- you know, doing doing things for work, I would, I'd laugh. But I, I do. I, I leave it. And I, I, it's amazing how much more I get done during the day when I thought I was so productive before. I know. <laughs> the same way. Yeah. But it feels like you get a piece of your, your identity back. Absolutely. And the best part of your day is coming home. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's the reward. Yeah. Like I, my job's rewarding, but it's like a little treat at the end of the day because then I get to go home and be with two amazing people. Right. Right. I agree. It's Just so don't tell Joe because he's cocky. Yeah. But. <laughs> Joe, I'll, I'll make sure he doesn't listen. listen to this episode. So, um, Sarah, I'm going to ask you the question that everybody asks every woman, but no man, and that is, are you planning to go back to work after Bobbert's born? I am planning to go back to work. What? Why would you do that? That's crazy. Um, because I need money to support this child. Um, also, expensive. I really like my job. So, yeah. um, two reasons. But yeah, kids are expensive. And I've never really thought about staying home anyway. Props to people who do. I just have to say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been in this house for 24 hours with the children and nobody to not I mean everybody's taking care Mm -hmm. of them but still I'm like exhausted well I was just talking to Lori today and um she you know she's like she said she was lucky enough to stay home with the boys and I mean if that was an option 
I mean, I don't know if it would I would do it, but it's not an option, so yeah. I'm not going to do it. So it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind situation. But right. so I'll be I'll be taking 12 weeks, and that's my plan. So nobody really questions it at work. Right. Um, it's curious. Do you get that time paid? I do. All I'm 12 very weeks. Lucky. Props to your employer. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. It's wow. very awesome. That's very very rare. I know yeah. that was not the case for you, Jess. It actually you ended had up some paid time. I, it actually ended up um, working out. My company merged with another one, but uh, my oh, former one, right. yeah. So, yeah, it ended up working out. But yeah, that's. I think that's a definite a good peace of mind because leading up to that, it was very stress I mean not super stressful but it definitely weighs on your mind you're like okay you know it's six weeks or eight weeks and it's unpaid and yeah yeah mm-hmm. so Mary mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary's like what <laughs> what are you gonna ask me now well, the, I, I really like value your perspective on all this stuff what is what do, when you look at this table and you see like kind of how we've all navigated or plan to navigate like what comes to mind for you can I, am I allowed to say curse words on this? Oh, yeah. That you are some, some badass women who I want to be like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way. <laughs> uh, that's totally fine. I'll keep that in there. I will okay. not edit that out. Cool. Um, no, but honestly, the way you're who I, I strive to be like, all in your own ways with, um, with work, with the kids, with balancing everything and keeping, you know, them reedy boys under control as much as we can. But um, <laughs> depends the day. Depends on the day. <laughs> no, but I, I have such and I still do like just anxiety when it comes to having kids and not in the sense of don't want them, don't know if I'd be a good mom. Like I think it'd be fine, but I have anxiety over all the things I can't control like which is a lot right and like we had a storm come through the other day and I'm staring at my trees at 3 a.m like oh this is gonna fall (laughs) over and crush my house um and so I I take that and I apply it to kids and I'm like oh my gosh they're gonna walk outside and like a tree's gonna fall on them I don't know Mary is so scared of trees falling sorry that's probably our fault we had a tree fall yeah like I had that happen to a friend and she was out of her house for like nine months a year. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is trees fall on things. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So this is what keeps you up. This is what I just feel say This applies to the last episode. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's not anxiety about being a bad parent or about life's going to change and you have to adjust and like, it's more, I already can't sleep at night for many different reasons. And um, adding that in there is kind of scary. So I think that was part of it. Um, but yeah, we're also still, still young and yeah. And if there's one mm-hmm. thing I think everybody at the table has learned is that you just go with the flow mm-hmm. stuff happens that you don't expect <laughs> along the way, right? At various points and you just kind of figure it out. But yeah. And we've been really, it sounds, I don't know, traditional in that sense when Sarah, you're kind of listing out the, what people expect in life. Like, yeah, we did go to college and we met there and then we got engaged and then we got mm-hmm. married and then we bought a house and like, yeah, we've been very, I don't know. Traditional. Traditional. I was going to say like boring and that's (laughs) um, planned and um, it's been working for us. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if the listeners just heard downstairs. (laughs) There's a super max and there's a super penny. They must be doing some acrobatics downstairs. I do have to say it's going to be nice because Bob and I have been that couple that doesn't have kids and our friends say how much they love it and appreciate it because we have the energy to chase their kids around and play with them and um so we're so looking forward exhausted? yeah we're looking yeah. forward to having danny and mary um in town um, so. we do joke and maybe danny talked about this already but we are the ultimate aunt and uncle in the situation because now we'll have three 
I guess, two nephews, one niece, you know, and we'll have the energy, hopefully, to go around and... Have you noticed how small businesses and nonprofits are posting videos on social media these days? Every day, thousands of them are sharing video content. But did you know you don't have to spend a fortune to invest in video for your brand? Forever Ready Productions is here to help you out. We make your work stand out while telling your story, but most importantly, getting it done in time to have an impact. For more information, visit foreverreadyllc.com. Hi, I'm Marvin Stockwell, host of Champions of the Lost Causes podcast, where we explore why people take up causes others think are impossible and what moves those causes forward. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or right here on the OAMnetwork.com. Immediately when I met Bob and got married, people started asking, so when are you having kids? And I found it was more and like the older generations that would ask those questions. Um, I think the younger people, like what Mary was saying earlier, understand that things can happen. Maybe they don't want kids. But, you know, those are really the only pressures. As far as work is concerned, I haven't felt any much pressure around that. Um, Just more so, how many more kids are you going to have? And it's like... I don't know. Let's see how this one goes. <laughs> so, first one out first. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have more kids. Bob and I have talked. We'd like, ideally, I'd say maybe two. He'd say maybe three. And so we'll see. I mean, let's right. again, let's kind of see how number one goes and go from there. All <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what about you, Jess? Um, I think the pressure I felt was mainly the pressure I put on myself. Uh, for me, it was wanting to, I put so much focus on wanting to find a nice guy and because the, the, the kid was not planned um, as much as I love her uh, but I put so much pressure on you know focusing on on dating along with my career that when I find I started a new job shortly before I met Joe um, and I decided to to focus more on that and let like let myself off the hook on on dating and and the personal life stuff for a while and just enjoy um, settling into a new career and it's so cliche and people say it all the time that when you stop focusing on those things and you ease up that they, they fall into place and it's so and cliche I, but yep, so true <laughs> I feel very fortunate that that is the way that that worked out uh so I think for me the the pressure was on myself um and not really coming from any external source uh, I feel really lucky too because my coworkers uh are all women who for the most part have had kids so they were a great pillar of support going through being pregnant and being out in the field and working and then my boss has three kids and he's a super supportive guy and when I told him originally I when we talked about my maternity leave I was like well I'm planning on six weeks if or five weeks if I have a regular vaginal birth and you know eight weeks if I do c-section and he giggled and he was like okay, well, you let me know when, when you post it. <laughs> He's like, I have three kids. And, it, you know, that so took funny. the So I thought I'd only need yeah. a month, and I yeah. adopted, and I was gone for a month. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. And, like, you, at some point, I feel like you could take longer easily. Right. And that's, I think, where we talk about, like, single or parents that stay home, moms that's, that are homemakers, uh, you, could, you, you get that more after you have your baby and you've been home with them during maternity leave. Yeah. 
but no, I, the only pressure was pretty much coming from myself. So I when I think now, I mean, at least from what I've heard from other people, like the pressure is more opposite in your situation. It's more like, oh, you've had a baby. So when are you getting married? You know, it's oh, like, yeah, I mean, how many times have you heard that? <laughs> Actually, I haven't asked you. I really you. appreciated Joe's answer to that in the podcast. So what, let's hear your perspective. Are you guys getting married? <laughs> well, no. Um, honestly, for me, it's one of those things where like Mary was talking about how, you know, she did it the, the traditional way and I, I saw myself I think we, everybody sees themselves doing it that way um, but it was I feel like I have been so blessed by the universe to have a wonderful career a great group of coworkers and friends and now you know a family um, and I have Joe and a beautiful baby I'm not really caught up in the order of how I get these things anymore right. and so amen we met and three months into our relationship we were having a baby so getting the dating and everything kind of took a back seat during that time. We, we got to know each other in a whole other way. We moved in all <laughs> together a lot sooner than we planned. Um, and I love and respect him so much more uh, because we've been through that journey, but we still need to experience dating each other and, and building a romantic relationship. Um, and so I, the, it might happen in the future, but right now I want to enjoy us having a child um, and I don't want to feel obligated to force our relationship to work because we are co-parenting. I love that so much. I want to like no. give snaps right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I respect that tremendously. And I was happy, um, when that was Joe's response immediately, like we were thrilled. And then I, I didn't even ask if you were going to get married first because it's like, focus on this. That was his grandma. I love oh, her. Yeah. So I love She's shout out to Dorothy. <laughs> I love her so much, but she was like, so when's the wedding? First yep. thing I was first like, oh, Dorothy, thing. please don't, please, my heart can't take it. I'm going to get this thing out first. Yeah. Talk. No, I, I respect and admire that greatly. So I want to ask you, Mary, we touched on this with Danny. I want to hear your perspective. Um, you've been married for three years now. Mm-hmm. You haven't gotten pregnant. Correct. You're not on birth control. Correct. Can we talk about your choice to use natural family planning and how that's worked out? Clearly yeah. How that's worked out. Yeah. Um, so it was an, I don't know, interesting journey. I, I've grown up knowing about natural family planning because my mom is a teacher. And actually, I, one of my earliest memories was when we lived in Minnesota. They have like these little like baby stickers. I don't know, people chart or something. And I was like a three-year-old like playing with these stickers. <laughs> that's so really that's funny. like in my memories. That's also really weird. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, really weird. Um, uh, and my dad um, is a medical doctor, um, no longer practicing, but had the science background. And both of them had just always talked about it. So I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. Um, and so I never ended up going on the pill throughout any time in my life um and so when Danny and I kind of sat down and had the conversation of all right so what are we gonna do um I was like I don't really want to start taking this thing that I haven't ever taken right um my parents had talked about natural family planning and in my brain it was like oh here's this like crazy religious thing like you kind of associate it with oh yeah faith or like I don't even know like it was people who wanted to have 12 kids and they use that to have a large family or I don't know. So I had I had some prejudice against that method. Um, and, and I don't think you're alone in that. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> uh, and Danny didn't know a whole lot about it. So he wanted to know the science side of it. So like we did the science side because my dad knew the science side. Um, and we took some classes and we we're like, okay, let's try this. And if it doesn't work for us, we'll try something else. Um, and, you know, three years and whatever months later, 
no kids, which has been the plan. So so far, so <laughs> good. good. Job, yep, yep. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens once we do want to have kids. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's worked for us, and it I think helps our relationship in a lot of ways when it comes to like communication and like I don't know appreciating the moments and um, yeah. No kids so far, so well, go I, team. I appreciate that perspective. I don't think people talk about that often enough in a positive way, which is why I wanted <laughs> to give both of you the opportunity and also give you a shout-out because that's dang impressive. Because <laughs> uh, most people that I know use that method to achieve pregnancy. So yeah. you all have done it yeah. the and other we, way. And yeah, well. we did it for, you know, we are Catholic. You know, we're Max's godparents, and that's important to us, but it wasn't for faith reasons. Right. It wasn't for religious reasons. Some people do it for that, and that's cool. You know, live your life. Um, but for us, it was what worked for us, um, and I didn't want to, yeah. Well, in many ways, I actually respect it more because it, it wasn't just for your faith reasons. It mm-hmm. was because you both had done the research and found that it was going to work best for you. And I think that's what the uh, sum of this whole podcast is about, <laughs> is you really figure out what's best for you, despite what pressures you feel or what society tells you your life should look like and the order that things should happen. You take it as it comes, and... You do the best to uh, take it with strides and make it make it your story, so to speak. I think it's great because we've got Lauren, who is has a one-year-old, and I have a three-month-old, and Sarah, who is six months pregnant, and Mary, who is... We're going to hit the second wave. That's yeah. what we keep saying. <laughs> you know, and so there you go. We're all in the... Like, we're all going through different stages but we all get to appreciate it like with max i'm sure when we had penny you get to relive some of those moments and remember what he was like at each of those stages and i'm gonna get to do that with sarah and then sarah will get to do that with mary and it's just it's beautiful yeah and oddly enough for me so far i've been like nope nope don't need another yet nope 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 we're good and penny's like basically perfect (laughs) but you've already picked out names (laughs) 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 meanwhile i'm like like having an only child this is super great so it's great well thank you all for sharing everything about your stories and i hope that this was valuable to our listeners to hear from the guys one week and the girls another week and um here's to our journey together y'all i feel like we should like high five but that probably would mess up audio high fives across the table thanks for joining us this week on ready or not This podcast was edited by me, Lauren Reedy, graphic designed by Brody Kuhar, and hosted by the OAM Network. The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast.